think. Uh, same. Uh, I may or may not need more alcohol. Uh, it'll be all right. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Mark Summers, Major Linux. I'm joined this week by KKS Gaming, by Cineac, and of course, it's Thursday. It's time for some Tech Talk Thursday for the week of May 21st, 2020. It's episode number seven. We got a lot of things, a lot of things to cover. Might take us a full three hours. It might even take us more than that. But hold on, gentlemen, I've, I've got something here. I, see, everybody's all capped up. And just this, this is out here for me. I gotta fix that real quick. Just give me one second. Um, to put, to put this on here. He refuses to be the only one out here without a hat. Oh, look at him! Look at him! He's got oh, yes. the merchandise. Yes, hey. ladies and gentlemen, the cookout store is open, and this this beanie is very very thick, so I sound a lot different than I should in my headphones. But yes, um, the cookout store is now open, ready for business. Of course, this is the knit beanie that you can get in the store. Um, I got a, a, a hat on the way to another hat on the way, but this one, this one showed up today just in time. It was actually supposed to show up tomorrow, but I'm glad it showed up today so I can wear it on the show. You guys can see it. It's brand new. Straight go to shop.thecookout.org for all your cookout merch needs. Definitely hit that up. Um, for what I understand, so credit cards are working like the credit card is working right now. I think we're still working on PayPal, but that should be up shortly. So, um, your shouts out to Telia for definitely putting like blood, sweat, and tears to get not only get the shop up, but to get like cook the cookout up. Like, she's putting in a lot of work, and I really do appreciate the, um, the work she's been doing for the cookout. I mean, just amazing work. <clears throat> Absolutely! Shout out to Delia. If this, if there is nothing else, this woman does. She does work. Mm-hmm. She puts in work, and she streams on her own content. So that's amazing. Oh yeah, developing doing good work games, out here. putting out content, making sure the cookout's taken care of. Again, I, I you know, shouts out to any community manager, even top dog. But again, like a lot of this, a lot of things would not get done if it weren't for Tila. Like really, just keeping the nose to the ground and definitely like just grinding grinding this shit out though for real <clears throat> anywho we got some tech to talk about gentlemen so let's let's say let's say we get started um just after we ended the show um last week apparently a mystery data breach had happened and released the records of 22 million people boy Boy, 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 boy. Mm. Nobody knows where this data came from. Um, Troy Hunt, who runs the site haveibeenpwned.com, um, stated that he, um, quote, I was reticent to write this blog post because it leaves a lot of questions unanswered. Question that we should be able to answer. It's about a data breach, data breach with almost 90 gigabytes of personal information in it across tens of millions of records, including mine. Here's what I know. Uh, back in February, the hash reached out to me with a massive trove of data that had been left exposed on a major cloud provider via public access um, instance. It contained 103,150,616 
rows in total of data. Hate just, to see it. Nobody knows where it came from. It just so like, hey, you well, want this? You know, you would think that information security wasn't a whole profession that people have. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I'm, a, I'm an ad writer today. I need to save. I need to save my strength for when that happens. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Let me just let me just go ahead and get it early. Yeah. Get yeah. Get get the get the fan out. Get the fan. Out. Hold on. I gotta find it. It's trying to not. It's trying to avoid me today. Uh oh. Because <laughs> it knows I haven't been. I have a whole vendetta today. But please continue. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah. It's just. It's at this point where it's like, I'm not surprised that, you know, this happened, that there was a data breach. There's always a data breach somewhere. But what twenty was it? 22 million people have their identity exposed now. So, of course, as we say with every time, it almost seems like you'd say this every week to where it's like everybody's just changing passwords once a week instead of like, what was it like? The normal's like 90 days. So yeah. Once a week, change your password. Yep. Maybe just move. Uh, don't just rent a house out for a week because you're gonna have to move again. Um, <laughs> and do your do your damn two factor, please. Two factor, please. We say this every have, time. Two least, factor. At least if they have your password, they do not have that second factor. That's right. Um, but I do recommend that you do go to happybenpwn.com. Um, it'll, so let's see, I, I guess I can just click on it, right? Just take it there. See, it brings you a page like here. All you gotta do is type in your email address and it will run your email address against all the, um, leaked databases of, um, information that they have on file to see where you've been pwned. Um, like it tells you, you know, Hey, these are the biggest one, like the most, like the other bigger ones. Most recent ones. Um, but yeah, look, people, please. Just just be careful what you do with your information. If you are holding information, make sure that shit's secure. But at least for you, the end user, the um, consumer, make sure that you are using different passwords for each of your sites. So that way, if, if you happen to be on this list only once and they have that one password, it doesn't get affected anywhere else. Um, cause apparently there are people in Illinois buying Domino's pizza, like every five minutes, apparently. Um, yes. Use a password. I mean, buy me a pizza. I'm not in Illinois, but please buy me one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Taylor key pass, last pass, one pass was a dash. Is it dash lane? I think is another one. Dash lane. That's another one. Um, Mm -hmm. even, I mean, it's sad to say even Google Chrome. It, they've got a password manager and they can generate mm-hmm. passwords for you. Firefox has one. Opera has one. So, I mean, do it up. And install Linux somewhere and, you know, use a random number generator. I don't know. Just do some. I appreciate that product placement, sir. Wait, which one? I, Wait, I, Linux? I you know, Linux? Your, your name is made for Linux. We oh. are aware. <laughs> 
Oh, that's that's not probably. There, there's that's an just... agenda. There's an agenda here, and I respect it. I do. Later, just a little bit later. Just a little bit later. Today, this week was a great week for Linux, and I only put one story in. It was a lot. Microsoft Microsoft did a lot today, so I put the umbrella story in, and I'll incorporate okay. all the rest. But um, yeah. Um, Telia, I got LastPass on my phone. It's super easy to use. And they integrate it. They integrate it with, with the keyboard. Mm-hmm. So it's like you touch it. Or actually, it's it's not even the keyboard. It's it's operating system level access. So when mm-hmm. you go to a password, for, you go to a username password field, let's say, hey, do you want to fill in a password? And it'll ask you from iCloud or LastPass or OnePass or KeyPass, whichever one you got installed. It's, exactly. it's at the system level. Mm-hmm. No excuses. None. No excuses. No excuses. Two factor keyboard managers. And shoot, LastPass also has two factor. Yeah. One stop shop. Don't make us have to come into these forums and come after you. Don't make Thank us come you. down. We'll do it. <laughs> do do what you need to do. You, you can see the threat Tila with these ones. She ain't going to them forums. She ain't going to them forums. I mean, that's like the three big things we talk about the forums. Two-factor password managers. If you only hear nothing about what we do, it's forums, password manager, two-factor. At least today I'm going to talk about the shop again. Yeah, shop.thecookout.org. And and the shop. Yeah. We just add the shop to the mantra now. This merch that you should be having because summer's around the corner and some of y'all can't go outside, but you can look real good inside. Make sure you do that. I wouldn't recommend the the beanie, but, I mean, hey. Mm Mm-hmm. It still feels like nice. I'd recommend the beanie. Half of y'all gonna spend the whole summer with a three hundred dollar air conditioning bill because y'all want to have the house at fifty degrees. That's a good point. Ooh, I mean, Lord. that's a good point. That's not an attack. I'm just saying that's how yeah, that you, works. You it's not gonna be too hot to wear that hat. You right. Mm-hmm. You right. You right. Moving on, and all right, time for the spate of Apple news. I'm getting better about categorizing this stuff now. So now we're in the Apple section of the program. Um, Apple calls the FBI comments on lack of help unlocking the Florida shooter's iPhone an excuse to weaken encryption. Um, earlier this week, the FBI kind of just went on the attack. I mean, just shot shots at Apple uh, for saying that they were no help in trying to um, get in, trying to figure out why the shooter was shooting up the um, military base in Pensacola, Florida. Um, just saying like, yep, Apple didn't help. Like they just bums about it they were just just stingy they didn't want to do nothing apple came back to look we gave you everything we could give you we gave you the icloud shit we can we can decrypt icloud which again y'all might want to be careful about that apple can decrypt icloud and give you and give you icloud data they just can't decrypt a cell phone right but apparently that's not good enough for the fbi mm-hmm. oh well well, I mean, let's talk about that, right? Oh, what, yeah. as with everything else that we have going on out here, none of this happens without context. Mm-hmm. FBI has been trying to get Apple to give up the goods for a good, oh, yeah. what, going on like seven years? Yeah. I'm going to say seven or eight, probably yeah. longer than that, but definitely most recently with the so the thing that they tried to pass that had a whole thing, the net neutrality stuff that they've been trying to go through and everything else is has been whittling away mm-hmm. at their right to have access to information. And Apple so far has been like, that's real cute, but how about no? 
And it right. never fails that they try to do these things. And mind you, I am the furthest thing away from a conspiracy theorist that you will ever run into. But just empirically speaking, here they are at the front doors of Apple like, I'm just really sad that you didn't want to help these investigating law officials get access to people's phones because they're like clearly like a, a terrorist or whatever. All right. Let's talk about that tea for a second. When do y'all try to get into the iPhones of people who do not have names like this? Right. I mean, and it's the whole thing too. Like, so Apple's whole argument with this is sure. Like one, we can't give you something we don't have. We don't have the key so we can open the door. Now, yes, we could totally buy a bulldozer and knock the house down for this one person. But once it's almost like once we show somebody how we knock the house down, what's to stop somebody else from doing the same thing for completely okay. nefarious things? Like, okay, I can't break into this house. So I guess I'll just tear off this wall and steal all the goods mm -hmm. that way. Yep. And we have learned that there is a certain tendency that the government loves to like has for just being like, you know, it'd be a really good idea to do overstep our fucking bounds. Yeah. And you can't, and you can't put that genie back in the bottle. What no. if you have bad actors? What if hackers hack whatever and then decide, oh, now we have literally the golden key to all iPhones now. Like, it, and it, that's good. You know, I mean, it, it's literally like, why we don't disclose vulnerabilities until that shit's patched because as soon as you tell somebody it's there then people are going to start looking for it i mean start... yeah they're literally going to be <sighs> they're going to be tapping on the walls looking for the looking for where the weak spot weak spots is don't tell them where the weak spot is i mean people already do that still um like and like we can even move over to the next one where people have successfully done it. Yeah. Hey, I'm not sure if you guys heard of this tool called a gray shift or it was a gray box or I'm sorry, oh, the gray key okay. box. So apparently the company that makes it also made some other software that, you know, you can install on the phone, the iPhone, give the iPhone back to the criminal or whoever, let them log into the iPhone and then now the person who installed the malicious software has your password. This is the thing that's already happened. People have already found holes. They've got a device that's cracking iPhones without, without Apple's help. They, the same company is making software that will just now granted. And I, I love this whole part. Um, John Gruber observes the deception relies on criminals being dumb. Anyone who trusts their device after they know it's been in the hands of law enforcement is a fool. You'd have to be pretty stupid to fall for this, but there are a lot of stupid people out there. He ain't wrong. True. Um, but yeah. See, people already have holes. They already have some key to your kingdom. This is why you need to really make sure that you keep a good track of where your phone is for one um two especially when it comes to this box which is old news but still news nonetheless 
Um, they actually provided, ah, there it is. The average time taken by Great Key to crack an iPhone passcode was reportedly around two hours, but it could take sometimes, it could, could sometimes take three days or more with the six digit code, which is now required for newer phones. That's still three days. It didn't take much. Um, but longer passcodes using a combination of letters, numbers, and symbols cannot be brute forced in any practical time frame. Um, so I remember a time in crap. And I'm trying to unlock my phone so I can show it. Oh, let me put in a passcode. Yeah. So it took a hack on an iPhone, like in the in the good old days, to get an alphanumerical keypad passcode now because the apple's not playing they just make that a just a standard option like you gotta like you can put in a whole ass password now it drives my wife nuts but um yeah it's at a point now where yeah even that six digit you sure it'll take a while but that's still ain't gonna cut it because i don't know if like if if you have a certain measurable amount of time to get into a thing that's too quick. Yeah. If you if you can point to, all right, at this day I can get into your iPhone. That's too quick. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure that whoever's trying to get into my iPhone will die before they get into my phone. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna be a hard ass process. Ain't gonna be just no like six digits, six digits oh. ain't enough. Mm-hmm. It'd be like the weekend. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> nah. How about when you turn? Five hundred and seventy. How about how if about that, when your great how about your when your great grandkids? Nope. Mm-mm. Honestly, we just need to go ahead and upgrade our phones to start giving people electric shocks when they try to break into them. Be like, all right, cool. You entered that password in four times incorrectly. That's cool. Here's ten thousand volts. You can sit here until the police arrives. Thank yep. you very yeah, like, like I, I got yeah. I put the suicide pact on my phone. Somebody puts it in too much, nah, just delete it. Ain't even worth my data. Ain't even worth that. Just deuces. I'll just go get another one. It, it's fine. My shit's backed up. Exactly. Um, That's another thing. Back up, back up your stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, Apple can decode it, but I mean, decrypt it. But hey, but um. So yeah, be careful out there. Like it's a security nightmare, and like Apple, it, Apple is not infallible with that. I would still trust no. Apple over Google, but right. I mean, soon we'll be on our bodies. I mean, true. I, I ain't feeling all that, but I think that at, at that point, that's when I become the luddite. Um. Moving on, again, more exploits. Some iPhones, iPads, Macs are vulnerable to a short-range attack via Bluetooth. Um, the same security vulnerability is found in a, in a wide range of chips from Intel, Qualcomm, Samsung, meaning that a large number of non-Apple devices are also affected. So, again, this is a... So, I'm pulling this from a Mac site, so or an Apple-friendly site. So, they start with Apple, but hey... You got anything with Intel, Qualcomm, Samsung? Hey, you might want to be careful. Um, but this might give you an idea of like the the date ranges for it. 
Um, the attack works against any device which uses the Bluetooth Classic protocol. This includes some re relatively recent Apple devices, include the iPhone 8 or older, the 2018 iPad or older, or the 2017 MacBook Pro or older. Luckily, all my devices are safe. Hooray! But uh, not everybody updates every six months like I do. So there's that. Um, attacks can also be carried out. Uh, attacks can be carried out using low cost equipment, including a Raspberry Pi. And those things can run off of batteries. So yeah, I wouldn't be worried. Oh, I, I'm just not in the public. No, so I'm just like set one up, toss it in your yard, and you fuck. Um, exactly. So yeah, like honestly, at this point, it, it's a thing of if you have an older device, you are not using Bluetooth. There's no need to keep it on. Just turn it off. Don't even worry about it. Just turn it off. You have no Bluetooth headset, no Bluetooth speakers, no reason, no controllers. No need to have it on. Mm -mm. No, just turn it off. Um. Yeah. So again, people are breaking down your walls just you just need to be careful this is why apple will not give you the damn key they're not going to make it easy hmm, of course not Every, okay yeah this is wrapping i got one more um the siri grading whistleblower blower goes public and says that apple should face consequences um a few like it was like mid 2019 oh yep um the guardian have made a report that apple and several other companies um we're having some issues when it came to people kind of grading how well your smart assistant was recognizing your voice, essentially having contractors listen in on pub, um, not public, but private conversations. Um, let's see. Doctor and patients, business deals, seemingly criminal dealing, sexual encounters, and so on. Of course, leading, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I don't, I, I don't like the fact that things listen to me, so I don't bring them places, um, which, again, very valid. This is a very, very valid reason why nobody should have those in places, you know, where they shouldn't be. Um, so, yeah, the gentleman here, in a, yeah, what is his name? Thomas Le, um, Boniek. Decided he wanted to go forth, um, reached out to the European Union and says, hey, um, y'all should do something about this. This this seems not necessarily illegal, but the fact that, you know, hey, it was reported. Everybody kind of got in trouble. They shut it down and then kind of bought it back just kind of as an opt in. But nothing really happened. Like everybody just got mad and then everybody kind of forgot about it. Um, so do you guys use any smart speakers? Do you use Siri, Google, um, Amazon's lady? I don't want to say her name because, you know, as soon as you say that and she goes crazy. Samantha? No, I don't use Samantha. Um, I have, uh, I have a uh, Google, but that's mostly in the den. Mm hmm. And she sounds exactly like Lisa Ray, Issa Ray. So I'm like, I'm I glad do. about that. Huh? Google? Yes. Yeah. Google. Like Issa, Issa had Issa has it. We have it set up for Issa Ray's voice. And uh, I was asking, um, I was asking because I was like trying to figure out like how to make rice. And I was like, how many cups in a quart? 
and I was like, and then all of a sudden I asked Google, and Issa's voice came up. So I was like, oh, cool. Issa is telling me how many cups are in a quart. So I'm like, that's sexy for you. Yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah, but yeah, I uh, I'm already feel like, you know, people are always tripping about, uh, oh man, I don't want these smart speakers because they're absolutely listening in on all of our phone. They're listening in on all of our, you know, you know, special and private moments. And then we sit around here with our phones, which are just like smart speakers, and we're just all like. Oh, this is totally cool. Well, all right. So, and I've always have to make sure that people understand there's a distinction, especially like even in this article was mentioned, there's a mm. distinction between what people think that these speakers are doing, what they think their phones are doing and what is actually happening. Wow. Um, this is essentially saying, and like what people don't need to understand is these recordings were being sent after the device thought they were being triggered. Oh. They don't just record and send what people, which is what people think is happening. The mics on your local device, on your phones and on these smart speakers only listen and disregard if nothing is, if not, if they weren't triggered, it doesn't get sent anywhere. That data is only being sent after it's been triggered. So after I um, invoke Siri, after I invoke Google assistant, after I invoke the echo, then it'll start recording and then send it. So what this issue is, so it's like, it's still the same thing of, okay, it's listening in on private conversations, but it's only doing it after the device thought it heard what you were supposed to say to kick it off. Like there are times when, yeah, my phone, if I, if I say something that sounds like Siri or my TV says something that sounds like Siri, it, my phone will just kick off. I'm like, what the hell? No, stop. Stop listening. Uh, right. Or if, um, like, or same thing with Google. If it thought it heard Google, it will start. Actually, I had to look because I thought I, you know, said a phrase <laughs> that sounded similar. Um, mm-hmm. Then it starts listening. But that's the only time when it listens and then actually sends that data. So, in the grand scheme of things, what he's talking about is definitely far less amount of data than what people think that Google, Amazon, and Apple are collecting on you. Right. Because, it, they, it again, it does not record and send until it hears its catchphrase. Um, the beautiful thing about Apple, like, after all this happened, um, Apple removed the whole, you know, improvement feature. They bought it back, but then uh, with an update, they said, hey, do you want to participate? Because it wasn't, it was, a, it was actually it wasn't even opt out. It was, hey, this is what we're doing. But now, at least for Apple, it's an opt in scenario. I'm not sure what it is for, I think with Google, it's the same way. And I'm not entirely sure about Amazon. I'm pretty sure in about like a month or two, I'll find out because we'll be an Amazon household when I move. Um, but yeah, so this essentially, yeah, essentially what it is is like, Apple should, and these companies should, you know, face some repercussions for having a service that you could not, that you couldn't even at least opt out of, let alone the fact that everybody was just opted in to begin with. Like, Mm -hmm. there's something you should ask first, always. And that's another one of those um, asides where I'm like, 
y'all need to really stop doing these shady practices where you have people opt into things by default rather than well um, op having to opt out of things by default rather than having to opt into them for example location services oh yeah like stop opting me into these things every like i installed the one new app over there and it has location services on after i've already turned it off for 48 other things please stop <laughs> exactly y'all don't need to y'all don't need to know where i am because here's the thing we're in quarantine we're supposed to be in the house but even if i weren't you don't need to know that i'm at kroger you don't need to know well, don't worry about that don't worry about that i'd be like were you uh how was your how was your trip to Motel Six. Uh, you don't mind need to be know nothing. Yeah, mind your business, Google. Like you don't need to be knowing why I'm at the Motel Six for. You don't need to know that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden you plug your phone into your car. It's like just pop up directions to the Motel Six. Like whoa, 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 chill, 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 True. chill. And you? Yeah. And people be like, I was just visiting my cousin. My cousin came in town. Right. Now all of a sudden people think it's suspect. <laughs> You know what does that after you do that for two weeks, right? Chill, relax, uh, relax. Mm-hmm. Like you know, be like, oh. like Google be getting all. I know a whole lot of marriages got wrecked up because of location services. Trust. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and the last bit of Apple news: Students are failing the AP test because the College Board can't handle iPhone photos. Oof. So apparently, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh. No, 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 no. Run that back. They what? Students are failing AP tests because the College Board can't handle iPhone photos. What do you mean? So apparently in order to save space on very, very highly detailed images that the, your iPhone and modern Google um, Android devices take, these photos are saved in a file format called HEIC, uh, which I forget what it stands for. It should be somewhere in this article. I mean, um, okay, but go on. Okay. It, apparently the acronym is not in here. But um, so yeah, apparently it's like it's saved in this very, very efficient file format, which can only be used in certain places. I can attest that when I was sending um, my model images of this hat to um, to Denny and Telia, I could not upload said HEIC photos to Discord. Discord didn't know what to do with them. And I had to go back, convert them to JPEG and then upload them to Discord. Hold up, you couldn't you couldn't just upload your photo to Discord. So I, I know was, that some of them like it um Discord's the, weird with sizes and stuff like that, depending on yeah. the like quality of the photo. I couldn't yeah, it would not let me directly upload from my phone, which was weird in and of itself. Normally that works. So I sent I um airdropped the files to my MacBook and then tried to upload them that way, but because my MacBook can see HEIC files, it it knew what to do with them. It's like, all right, yeah, these are images, great. So when I tried to drag them into Discord, they were like, no, what what are what what is what is this? I don't know. Just, this is just some, stop. This, I guess this kind of begs a question for me because there's a lot of apps that I use where I'm just like, here's the picture on my phone. I would like that to be uploaded to Twitter, please, or I would like this to be sent to Instagram. 
or I would like to post this on wherever else we decide to post this, and it just work. So what is doing is it, it? It's converting it are from they using that Moodle HEI. Huh? What are they using? Moodle. <laughs> so what is still? So what's happening when you're uploading them to the apps? Is they're converting them from HEIC to JPEG? It's like if you were to if you were to take a picture with your iPhone, upload it to Discord, and then pull that image up in Discord, it'll be a JPEG. Like that's happening at the OS level. Okay. Um, but yeah, like apparently on a Mac, that's not how that works. It's like you just when I'm dragging and dropping a file, it's like, oh no, you're just dragging HEIC files. Sure, somebody can look at them somewhere, but Discord didn't know what to do with them. Oh, I see. oh okay. Yeah. So it, it's just that file format, and that, I mean it's not as bad as what people would have thought it was, but um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So apparently now they've had to kind of provide you with some settings, so some steps to fix that if you were trying to upload your answers and stuff to um, the AP, your AP exam. Mm-hmm. But yeah, again, a problem that didn't exist before this pandemic. Because mm-hmm. normally, if you bought your if you bought your phone into a place where with an exam. They probably said didn't say no. You failed. Um, the yeah, so they, in, I once again, like, I guess academia is probably going to be the most hardest hit by this. But yeah. like, y'all, this is what normal is going to be like for a real long time. Y'all gonna have to deal with it. Exactly. You gonna you gonna have to fig you gonna have to figure things out and make things work with things. Otherwise, I mean, this whole thing with this phone is a really good example. No one's walking around with their whole laptop. No one, zero people are walking around like this. Hold on right here. Um, just, just give me a real quick second. We're going to um, open this up real quick. We're just going to snap a couple of pictures, a couple of photos here, and then upload them to our site. They're, they're going to be doing this on their phone. Y'all need to handle that. Yeah. You got to figure that out. Make it serviceable. I know y'all are paying a whole IT department. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's not. It's not been easy. It's mm-hmm. not been easy. Okay. Hey, All right. Think? And joint Apple and Google news. The COVID nineteen exposure notification API is now available. It was actually available as of yesterday. Uh, for those of you who are running I, um, iPhones and iPads. Um, you should definitely update to iOS 13.5. That is actually noted somewhere else a little bit further down in our software updates for this week. And for Android, I believe like that just became available. They probably just ran in a Google ser- Google Play Services update. Um, so, yep, those APIs are available. In over 20 countries have now requested access to use it. Um, and it was another site I was looking at, too, where they listed the number of states in the U.S., that are using it. Um, I think it was Utah. It was, I think I think it was Utah that's using a very very suspect one that definitely wants to know way more about you than they should. But hmm. um, yeah, 
So if you have not updated, you know, you want to try to help out, figure out, you know, who's getting sick and help um, fight COVID-19 and try to get some better quarantining going on. You should update your phones. You should do it anyway. But now it's really update important. Update your phones. It's just important now. Keep shit update. Yes. Now on to some fun stuff. TikTok rating plummets to 2.0 as an Indian YouTuber's fan base orchestrates a one-star campaign. Um, TikTok is a platform that sparks a lot of controversies and is currently dealing with a U.S. investigation concerned with, citizens, with censorship and security issues. Now, another problem is on the rise of the platform, and it's a prime example of how quickly online communities can grow toxic. And what appears to be some form of war between some Indian YouTubers, fans, and a popular TikToker, the app has been caught in the crossfire and is receiving low rating after low rating. It's already down to an average of 2.0 when it sat at about 4.5 stars only a few days ago in the Google Play Store. Let's see, where, where are we at now? Yep. Actually, wow, it's been going down to one and a half stars. Wow. Yeah, to see. Because they apparently, you know, one of the rivals went over here and just went, hey, we're just going to like bomb this app with bad ratings. I think in some parts of, if it's, if I'm remembering from what I read about this correctly, there are some parts of India where like TikTok is just like straight up banned. Mm-hmm. And this is what happens when you have people who can manage, who can like wield mass amounts of um, attention and influence. Get like a whole bunch of downvotes being like. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if somebody goes back and be like, you know what? gonna delete we're just gonna delete a lot of these one stars because just call, talk, contact google and be like you know what knock all these out <laughs> be back to, and I love be back how they're to, having to think about that because people i bet this is gonna be the thing that makes them have to think about what they're gonna do because certainly it wasn't all the other egregious violations of things on their <laughs> platform it's just Two influencers are fighting now, so I guess we're going to have to break them up. Be like, yeah. we're going to turn this car around and no one's going to McDonald's today with these one-star reviews. Stop it. So the, que- so, er, the question I have is, do you think that they will take a Steam approach to this? Where they may, where they will determine where, like, the, is it legit one-star or is it a review bomb? And remove those um, reviews to get the actual review um app review back up. I think they will. I I definitely think they will cuz because I'm pretty sure it was like at like a 3 or a 4 before they did all that. Yeah. They're going to they're going to just knock all they're going to just knock all those out for probably a a span until all this blows over and then just be like okay. But the thing good. that's killing me about this is both of these people are creators on TikTok. Did y'all not think about this? <laughs> Hello? I guess I guess I guess influencers are are not really. Some influencers are not really for like long term thinking. They're more like I am mad and I am aggrieved and I demand satisfaction. And then they have a little slap fight and then everybody's okay. 
think it, it happens on YouTube. It happens on Vine. It it happens. It happens on Twitch. People had their little uh, 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 slap fights, and everybody's good now, and we're fine. You know, just you know, that's exactly what they have to do. Just have to get out of the system. You know, meal meat on the meat on the field of honor. All right. So you know. now this is interesting. On iOS, it's still a four point nine out of five. Oh yeah. It's- so. Yeah, definitely goes to show like who like who owns what in what country mm-hmm. and how it's being influenced here because it doesn't even seem like it's being reboot review bombed at all. I'm trying like I wish you can click on like hey I want to see a one star review, Ooh. but they don't let you do that on the on the app store. Yeah, Android Android has a very strong presence in India. Yeah. Like they're. There are only phone. There are phones that only come out for the Indian market, yeah. and if you do see uh, one of these phones out here, it's usually through like, you know, big time. People have to people have to export it from India to the United States just to be able to review these phones. So, Android Android has a big market share in India because it's like. They're real. They're like the phones are like so. Like Android phones are so. I wouldn't say cheap, but I would say affordable in India. And you know they're affordable to get. Like you get whatever you want that runs like, like Marshmallow or Nougat. And, okay, run. It runs Nougat. Okay, go along with it. You know, runs Oreo. Runs Oreo fine. Fine enough. Has all the features. You know, so. Yeah, so quarantine content for you, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed. Indeed. Ah, so now here's one of my this is my favorite. This is my favorite right here. This one, this one right here. I like this one. Microsoft president admits the company was on the wrong side of history with open source. Oh man. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we have a hand clap of praise from the hand back of the praise. There. Hand clap of praise. You can't hear it because I got some noise suppression. Because Lenny was like, I knew I would live long enough to see the day. Yep. And here it is. Yes. Mm. Mm. Say, Major don't have to be like a, a gray haired old man sitting in a wheelchair waiting for that time to come. Be what like, we are sorry. I feel like a gray haired old man sitting in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. It's not like it's not like um, Ray Char- Ray Charles in the state of Georgia, like in 1984. So, <laughs> my bad, oh my Georgia, God. like my bad. <laughs> in 2001, Microsoft's then CEO Steve yeah. Ballmer described Linux and, by extension, open source in general as a cancer that attaches itself in an intellectual property sense to everything it touches. Wow. Fast forward to 2020 and Microsoft's current president, Brad Smith, has admitted the company was wrong. Mm-hmm. Told you then. We'll fucking keep telling you now. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think no, I was no it was Steve was wrong. Uh, he said <laughs> everybody my, just kind of went along with it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> he said as much during an MIT presentation earlier this week, Microsoft was on the wrong side of history when open source exploded at the beginning of the century. And I can say that about me personally. The good news is that if life is long enough, you can learn and you need to change. And boy, has Microsoft changed. Um, not only have they allowed you to install Ubuntu within Windows, which I use regularly to manage my Linux servers. They have um, this week, they've released 1.0 of Windows Terminal, which is a mixture of. Um, hold on, let's see if I can pull this up. It is a multiple terminal window for Windows, essentially where you can have command line, PowerShell, and the Linux terminal. And not just Linux, like you can have Ubuntu, Fedora, OpenSUSE, like whatever. Like you can install these different Linux OSs to sit on top of Windows and run Linux within Windows. Um, they also install, they also announce a Windows package manager so you can treat your windows more like linux install apps through the command line it's crazy out here in these streets okay. mm. also they um are they are adding in support for, for with wsl which is windows um subsystem for linux they're adding in graphical um support which can use your gpus so, hey, if you got some of them TensorFlow applications, you're trying to do that AI, that deep learning, and you need that Linux, there you go. And also, you can just have graphical interfaces that just run Linux shit. So, if you got that one yeah. Linux application and you just you don't have any Linux boxes, here you go. Again, look at it. This thing just looks pretty, don't it? Look at that. Look at this terminal. All these things that I'm doing. Anywho, Microsoft learned a lesson. They learned. They know. Mike, here's here's a question that I would like to ask for the audience because I know the audience won't ask, but I will ask on the behalf. You haven't done like a why don't we teach you how to code stream? Why don't we teach you how these terminals work? What these things do? I'm I'm glad you asked. When, when are we when are we getting that stream? When are we getting I just that I just, that content I just, though? I just did one last Monday, twitch.tv slash major Linux, where I walked through um, trying to install an RTMP server on my home server. I need y'all to, I need y'all to understand where was, where was this promotion? I did not, I did not I can't see this. I don't, it, it might be, it might be out cookout. there. I did not see it. Yeah, I don't promote that within the cookout. Again, I, I try to help out behind the scenes. I put the, I put the tweet out. It was on Instagram. I put it on Instagram. <laughs> Okay. The story goes away in 24 hours, so if you don't see it now, it's gone. I'd be like, if y'all do, I'd be like beat, I'd be like beating that drum. I'd be like, yo, you gonna see this? Hey, I mean, hey, try to teach us some I, good things. Here. I was about to say that the video is up on YouTube. It's uploaded to YouTube. I've not made it live yet. That's one of my that's on my list of things to do this week. Um, but I, I do have other technical videos. There's a there's a whole playlist of it. I mean, we. I, I don't want to promote, but see, people calling me out, put me on blast in these streets. And, you know, the pe the people the people demand it. Look, we got major exploits here. That, <laughs> actually, I wanted a list, not a video. 
I wanted a list, not a video. Yet he keeps talking. This man just keeps talking. Why is this video? No, you know what? Forget that dude. There's a whole playlist dedicated to stuff like that. I'll be out here. I'll be out mm-hmm. here. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> and of course, this is definitely going to help me put more of those videos out there. NVIDIA and AMD GPU support is better than ever on Adobe Premiere, delivering up to a two and a half times speed boost in video exporting. Um, so the May 2020 release of both Premiere Pro and Adobe Media Encoder will allow for NVIDIA and AMD encode blocks to be utilized during the export process NVIDIA and Adobe and Adobe are both promising huge improvements to encode times when they when they're in use to. And I'm gonna say it's not even a promise. That's a it's a fact. That is a fact and a half. I encoded I exported a four hour video in an hour, 1080p, 60 FPS at about 10,000 kilobits per second. Four hour video was done in an hour. And two hour video about that same amount of time. I'd have to sit and leave that thing running overnight because it was using my CPU. Damn. My GTX 1080 was crushing the video. I was just beyond surprised that that's what was going on. Um, I know like everybody else uses other things. I know there are free solutions out there. I've tried them. I don't really like them. So I don't mind paying for Premiere. And now that this speed boost is here, oh, I will like huh, take more because now this outperforms all the other pieces of software, M- maybe with the exception of DaVinci Resolve, but the one you have to pay for. Right. Um, the, the free one is still using CPU encoding. But yeah, I don't mind paying if it's going to give me that fast export time using my graphics card. And that, and again, that's what a 1080. Imagine what happens if you put a, 10, a 2080, 2080 Ti in that thing, a Titan RTX. Um, you have people who are encoding 4K video like that. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for something nice and quick, get those videos out. Creating that quarantine content. Premiere might be Premiere might be that look for you. I, I I'd say look into it. And they are constant. They are always running um, discounts for that. All right. Today today I'm gonna open up a new segment. I'm gonna start it off and see what I let me see what I named it. Oh yes. Um, Today, Yo, today we got a, <laughs> today we got a new segment out called "Who Dumb Fucked Up Now." Today's person, or well, I guess because you know corporations are people, apparently. Um, today's company, who done fucked up now, is Twitter. Again, for for a couple Again. of things, for a couple of things. Oh, the fans out. Well, we covered one of them before. And we got the tea. We, we covered one of them before, but this is a new one. Um, yesterday, 
Twitter announced and released a feature in limited quantities to where you can say who can reply to a tweet. You can leave it open to everybody like it, mm-hmm. like the default. You can limit it to people who um, you follow. Or you can limit it to the people that you mentioned in the tweet. That last one's important because if you choose that, but then don't tag anyone. Yep. Nobody can reply to the tweet. Now nope. they can they can quote you. They can quote if they you. Would like to quote you. So um, the oh, before we go, so the thing that some um, the, the the train of thought I had with that was like, okay, that's great because then you know trolls can't get in this conversation that I have, or for those people who you know. There are people on Twitter who like the vent and necessarily don't want unsolicited advice. They just like, look, I just want to just air this out and be done with it. It don't need to be tagged in anything. Don't tweet at me. I could see this being useful for those people. I I definitely Uh think of one in particular, one person in particular who would love this feature. And I don't know how she feels, but. I can think of that one person. Um, oh, I'm pretty sure if we're thinking of the same person, they were just like, please let me beta test this immediately. Yeah. Um, but there seems to be some detractors. Sid. Thoughts? <laughs> every time, y'all. Every time, every time, every time. So... Context is important. So we're going to start there. Whenever it comes to the implementation of a feature, and just for notes here, my background is in information systems, and um, I spent a number of years doing website development, and I currently work um, at a tech company as their community manager and stuff and work with product design. So here's the thing. Whenever you develop a feature, you always have to think about, or you want to try to think about as much as possible, the different people who are going to try to use it. And when you're dealing with social media in particular, especially things like Twitter, you have to think about how the bad people are going to use it before you think about how the good people are going to use it. And it's kind of cynical, kind of, on the pessimistic side of things, but every time you don't, it ends up hurting people far more than it ever helps, right? General rule, you're gonna hear me say this like every other podcast on God every time they release a feature because they always do something ridiculous. So this currently privately owned company who people have been like, you know, there are um, people who are um, pedophiles on your platform. There are people who are sexual abusers on your platform. There are people who dis- who subscribe to really hateful ideologies and things like that on your platform. You have the ability to prevent people from doing these things. Can someone address this? We've been asking for that question for like a decade and some change at this point. Things that they have decided to do over the last few weeks. Thing number one, 
when you reply to someone and Linux actually has a tweet where this is a where this is pictured so you can see what this looks like because we have exhibit A and B for the court today. When we send this reply and someone says something really ridiculous, the first thing that they did was implement a feature that just goes, "Hey, before you decide to hit that response, um do we just want to revise that real quick are you sure you meant to bring that smoke and that heat instead of doing oh i don't know not letting people say terrible things in the first place so that i wouldn't even have to think of this to respond and right. this week today in on shirley chisholm's internet in 2020 these oh. people decided to release a feature that says People can say whatever they want to say or do whatever it is that they want to do, and you have the options of either reporting the issue or quoting and then retweeting the whole thing, which gives it reach and amplification. Neither of those. Like, just this whole thing. And so you even have Twitter on the app going, reply if there's a better app. You have people going, hey, reply here if you want $100 in the middle of a pandemic where they know that um, people are obviously hurting for all kinds of money, employment, and all this other extra stuff if they don't have jobs that afford them. Remote option. You have the ability for people to steal art, and the artist can't go to the account and be like, yo, that's my art you're stealing. You can't do that. You have the ability for advertisers to just come on your timeline, say ridiculous and outrageous stuff, and no one can hold them accountable. You have just taken the ability, the thing that people do and have to draw attention to people who need to be held accountable on your platform and thrown that right out of the window, straight into orbit. And for what reason? Oh, well, if you don't want someone to reply to you, you can just have them not reply to you like <sighs> oh, wait is this a fake image reply if we've ta that's, ever taken that is twitter's at. actual account so if someone hacked them we are out here <laughs> but i mean there there it is here it is on screen. So got, got the check mark and everything. That's gonna be a full hot mess. A full hot mess. And it's one of those things that even two seconds of thought or just going, hey, people who regularly get harassed on the platform, is this a good feature or is this going to be problematic? Would have saved them time from doing all of this. Now we have to deal with probably some of the worst, like like literal worst everything ever. Because you can just go, you can, let's say that I wanted to say awful and terrible maligning things that are blatantly not true about Linux. I can tweet a whole thread about it. I can write a whole year's worth of tweets about it. And if I say on here that, yo, you can't respond unless I follow you or unless I mention you. I just get to just 
say horrible things about people and none of them are able to really take any recourse to it because if i don't mention you it's not visible to you for you to take that recourse in the first place and unless major gets on every single day and goes let me do a text search for my name just to see if i'm being see i knew i was going to miss it and that's why i'm glad to ask because I'm glad that like, this is the conversation I feel like we needed to have here. Now I get it. I knew there was, yep. there was a, a link. Thing, there because... was a link I was missing. There it was. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's just, it's just one of these. There were just so many layers on which this is a bad idea, only for it to do one thing, which is if I feel like venting into the world, no one can respond. That one okay thing for the people who want to tweet that way and experience Twitter that way does not outweigh the amount of people who are going to abuse it. And that is the way every feature they implement on this platform is. I hate it. So I do want to point out that this image is fake. Mainly because of the fact that um, it has the same it has the same timestamp. Would go and just put that in because they use such a common font for that. Yeah. Like it has the same timestamp as the initial tweet of, you know, if there's a better app reply or something like that. Which PS who runs your account? That is not a thing you should have done. Whoever runs that account. What are you thinking? It's like they knew that this was a shitty idea and decided to just troll everybody about it because they can. I don't know know if they thought I honestly, given the lens we have now, it does look like a very bad take. But I don't think that that's what they thought. I thought it was like, no, this is actually a pretty cool platform. Like, hey, man, like, hey, Twitter's a cool platform. You throw something else, like, hey, like, it was kind of tongue-in-cheek. But given yeah. the optics, looking at that mm-hmm. tweet, like, oh, actually, no, that's just... That's, that's where that meme comes in of, you know, hey, the first time you should have deleted a tweet, like, the first time you should never wrote it, the best time to do it is now, or whatever it was. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, like that—that's um, where the that meat the, the meat comes in now. drafts. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Like that's where that come um, in. But I imagine when they wrote that, because it may have even been scheduled, or it, no, it wasn't, because it said it came from the web client. Right. Um, yeah, I imagine that they probably thought that that was the right thing up until the point where you know people started showing you know the negative mm-hmm. aspects of this, and now it just doesn't right. look like a great take. And I think the the somewhat larger context that we have there is that when it comes to social media in particular, things that you share with other people, especially where likes are involved, comments are involved, any ability to quote people is involved, you always have to start with implementing your moderation for the worst possible actors because the culture of the internet as it exists for reasons is if we can just do terrible and horrible things, we're just going to do terrible and horrible things. Now, right. there's something to be said about that whole line of thinking that needs to be addressed because some of y'all listen um, here on the um, Cookout Tech Talk podcast. We do not advocate um, violence and or physical abuse. 
but some of y'all need to have your ass beat. There is no reason for y'all to be out here acting the way that you act on these video games and everywhere else because it makes us have to consider the worst possible outcomes before we can implement even one thing that we think might be helpful to people. You literally have to build the walls first before you even build the interior. It's like, I have to protect myself from... I have to protect myself from the trolls first, and then I gotta make sure all my my nice, you know, the nice fun stuff is there. I have to batten down my Discord. I have to batten down my social media. I have to batten down my Instagram to protect myself. It's the same kind of thinking where it's kind of like, oh, I'm gonna be on the front page. I can't even just hey, we're going to just enjoy being able to be in the spotlight and share a community with this platform. I have to think about people are going to come in here on racist o'clock today and mm. I'm going to have to like check people all day long. So let me go yeah. ahead and gather my friends so we can be ready for them. And then after mm. thinking about that, I can think about what I want to do and how I want to enjoy things. Yep. Right. It's that same type of thinking because you're in public internet space. And that space on a cultural level is just not safe to be in. Exactly. Unless it's closed, and Twitter is not closed. Mm-mm. Wide open. This is why we should, um, you know, I'm going to bring back my Mastodon instance. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this this week has been a week. It's been Ooh, a win for Linux. Right? <laughs> yeah. We, we won. Yay. <laughs> One on the board. Yes. Still not the still not the year the Linux desktop, but damn close. <laughs> Can't beat him. Join him. And this yeah. has been your weekly segment of who done fucked up now. Yeah, yeah, it needs to be. That's going to be a weekly thing. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully we can find them. Hopefully we can find them. But moving on, it's gaming news time, and for those yeah. who may have forgotten if you have not done so already including your boy I had to go quickly rectify this um stadia's two month free of pro is coming to an end if you have not claimed your two months free of stadia pro do that you after you got to maybe the end of the month to do it um that being said another game developer another set of game developers are using stadia to um, help out with their work from home development. Um, Ubisoft yeah. is one of Google's major partners when it comes to providing streaming content during its fiscal year 2020 earnings call today or back when I think this was Monday. Ubisoft provided a quick update on Sadia's performance and how the studio is taking advantage of the cloud for development amid COVID-19 and work from home. When asked about Sadia's progress, Ubisoft CEO Yves Guillemot said that more and more games are coming to the Google platform. Monopoly and the crew to launched in the past two months, joining Just Dance 2020, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, The Division 2, Trials Rising, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, a more interesting reveal was how Ubisoft is leveraging Stadia's cloud streaming for development because, quote, it gives a chance for work from home people to review some of their games. Um... Eve went on to say, more and more games now available on Stadia, which are doing well. We're also using a lot of Stadia possibilities to actually do development because it gives a chance for work from home, people to review some of their games, so it's something interesting. 
cloud is coming out at normal speed. I would say it's getting better and better. We think at the end of the year, you will see some evolution on the number of players and also on the brands that will be launched there. It's a good long-term trend that will change the industry, we think. Um, of course, you, as I said before, Ubisoft is not the only company that's using the cloud. Um, Bungie actually came out and said that they were developing um, Destiny 2 using the cloud amidst the, uh, amidst the um, COVID-19 work from home thing. Um, do you see more game developers like using some type of cloud infrastructure, whether it's Google Stadia, whether it's uh, Microsoft probably going all in on Azure, especially with xCloud coming out. Um, you know, Amazon, we'll get to them later. They've got a game coming out. Are they using AWS to do testing with their stuff? Like, do you see more and more game developers actually going to the cloud to test their to test their games on because it's more powerful than their home PCs or the fact that they can't take some of these consoles or dev kits home with them. Yes. I do see that because it makes it makes it makes the most sense because you can off it's like you can off it's like you can offload your computing power instead of having to be like okay uh we have to make like just like you say like we don't have to take the dev kits home we can just basically off offload our our big you know bulky processing power off onto this thing and have it on the laptop and then be able to like you know code and render on a laptop draw and whatnot on a laptop or a tablet and not have to you know they can be at a call they can be like at a coffee shop social distancing and you know do whatever they need to do and take care of it without having to be in the office at a dev kit at a at a you know at a debug station just right there at home getting these ga- getting these games out and i think that is good in even in the short term but in long term i'm not sure like short term, this year, next year, I see it. I think long term, it'll probably be like more people can work from home. They'll probably be rotating crews out and be like, okay, you can work at you work at the office today, non office, still. But I don't think it's gonna be like I don't think I don't think dudes are gonna be doing this forever. I think they're gonna be doing this in the short term because it's beneficial in the short term uh so that way because a lot of these games a lot of these games have to come out so these so these companies can make money so i yeah and then once every once thing everything is all clear i think they'll do like a, a hybrid of cloud computing and working work from home because again a lot of these companies have invested millions and millions of dollars on their existing systems to make games i don't think people are going to throw it away to make them but i think you know right now i think we're you know i think we're in a we're in a phase where we still need to be we still need to be make we still need to be making money <laughs> you know like <laughs> you know we're still gonna we, we got to make money and and um but this is just kind of like a a good little stop gap in the meantime but I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna be like, yo, I, yo, we, yo, we could, we could totally do everything with through Google Stadia now. I'm like, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think 
Um, do you think that this might turn the tide going from like having physical machines to play these games or if a lot more games are being developed in the cloud that are more tailored for the cloud that may end up having more exclusives in the cloud where, you know, building beefy rigs or buying expensive consoles, will that be a thing in the past? Because these developers are now being a, are becoming more accustomed to developing in a space where, you know, the time from start to finish is, is cut down so much. I think in I think this is I think this is pretty good. I think this would be pretty good for like indie development where you know the team most most of these most of these teams who do games are like one or two people. Like Cuphead was two people. Like like Stardew Valley was one person. Like and so if you don't have like the beat if you don't have and i mean you probably wouldn't need you probably wouldn't need to be but then in that respect you probably wouldn't need a beefy rig to rent to make to you know to design and render and edit and code and draw and you know that kind of stuff uh i mean if you're doing it but, in the cloud then you wouldn't really need a beat right like you can just take a macbook air and create like the next triple a title right because all that rendering all that GPU and all that GPU processing power is happening in the cloud somewhere. Right. So I think if you, I think it's, it could, I th I do feel like that it would, it is a, it is a, oh, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be part of it. And it will always be part of it. Like, this is going to be like, yeah, we don't have to invest in big, you know, bulky, bulky ass um expensive ass work work like say workstations we can just make our stuff we can just put our stuff on state we can just put we can just design our stuff and offload on stadia and make our stuff like just as you say on a macbook air um but and i think this i think this might be the best i think this by far might be the best use of stadia than actually <laughs> playing games on it oh yes so, so google but... just makes an engine they just call it the stadia engine you can develop your games there and then you know right. you hit the port button and it just puts it out on everything and it just puts it out on it and it just puts it on anything so it's like it would make by stadia. It, powered by stadia and i think if you it it's like it's the thing it's like it's like it's like in silicon valley it's like we started with one thing that does a thing, and then we realized, hey, the thing that we didn't think about is the thing that people are really gonna love about it, like middle out, like, like middle out. Every battle royale game. Yeah, it's like <laughs> battle royale wasn't supposed to be. It was supposed to be like a little something, something on top of the paid, save the world experience, and then that thing, because it was free, just kind of leapt and jumped off into its own thing, and it's like. Like how unreal, like we make video games, but we also help other people make video games. Like, so if it's like, hey, we have, we're, we're a platform for games, but then we also help people make games. And that might be the more, and that might be the more popular, and my, that might be the more popular thing for the competing power. Like, you know, so we, so, so, so Google could be like, well, actually, I think we went, we went the wrong route for this. Hmm, I think I think we need to rethink that. So, yeah, I think that I think 
cloud I think cloud computing is 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 it. Do I think do I think Gearbox is gonna be all cloud computing? Maybe. I think there might be some some people might be twenty percent, some people might be thirty percent, some people might be sixty percent, you know. You know, it we it's a it's a sh- it's a shift we're doing. It's a shift. Uh but in the short term, possible. Long term, maybe more, but eh. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good on good on Stadia. They people are using it, just not for mm-hmm. what they intend. Just not for what they intended. <laughs> this is runner up for who done fucked up now. Oh. People are extremely upset or unhappy with Doom Eternal's kernel mode anti-cheat. Apparently, um, id Software put an anti-cheat mod into it. Didn't they publish a thing today about another game having to remove one of those things? Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We're almost there. We're almost there. Um, So, yeah. Doom Eternal, they put in an anti-cheat into their game. For something that's mainly single player that really didn't need it, didn't need people it. got upset. <laughs> then they removed it. Yep. The next day. The next day. The very next day. Um. So yeah, this is why we wanted to wait because it was the joke. I had like, I put the first one up there. Then yeah, the next day the article came. So yeah, they removed it. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, when yep. the update was launched, like, you had people were just saying like, I'm uninstalling this game. Now, when they put this update out, they were like, oh, well, I guess we'll, um, we'll reinstall it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's, 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 it's surprising that when people do a dumb and people respond to it by saying, we're going to stop playing your game, and then, people, uh, and then people reverse that dumb, and then people come back to it. It's almost like, huh. Oh, so they, they fixed their dumb. Okay, I'm going back to the game now. Like, who knew? Who knew this is how game... Who knew this is how consumerism works? People do something bad. You stop doing that thing. You reverse your position. And then people immediately take you back. Who I knew? Mean, the thing is, like, they at least admit... They admitted it was a mistake. Yeah. I'm that that was the important bit. I hope they, and I hope they never do it again. Um. But yeah. So don't don't put anti cheat in things that don't need anti cheat. You already have you already have Steam. You already have these platforms. They're anti cheat enough, especially in games that don't need anti cheat. Don't do it. It's just it's just bad. Don't do it. Um. So this is a small one here. Apparently, Sega, SNK, and many others are putting on a. E3-esque conference next month, and it seems like there are a whole bunch of Japanese developers and publishers um, that are going on, so if you're interested in that, June 23rd at 5pm I guess British Standard Time I think that's what 2pm Eastern No, what? I'll take that out 1-2, something like that Take that out Amazon has finally released a game, Crucible. 
and it play it looks a lot like um or feels a lot like um paragon it does it really does it really does like um is anybody else saying have you been able to check this out um so this is everyone's friendly reminder that um first person shooters may not be my genre and that both of you are infinitely more qualified to talk about it well, I mean, I've only played like seen, the intro for I have a bit. Seen very pretty packaging and logos and things, but that's about as far as I get. I mean, I'll try it. It's not Valorant, so I'll try it. <laughs> like I've, like I've seen, like I've seen, I've seen DJ play it. I've seen Ash play it. I've seen who else played it. I think uh, Pika has played it, and it looks it looks pretty it looks pretty interesting. It kind of does it just what like Major said. It kind of reminds you of Paragon with like a little with a little like Salt Bay esque like sprinkle of like Battleborn for flavor. Like just put a little of that sprinkle that of Battleborn in there. A little dash. For those of us who miss Battleborn, because I know that there are some people who really miss that game. Yeah, some. Yeah, some of the people. And I certainly am not one of those people, because I'm like, I did. I did a video on that game during the beta. I did not. All it was just literally like flashing colors. You ever know, like, you ever, do you remember like the old cartoons, like the old Tom and Jerry cartoons? Where just some sequences were just like flashing lights and stars, and like there was a fight, and it was literally just like flashing lights and stars and stuff going around. A lot of sensor, sensor, sensory overload. Yeah, that was Battleborn, and and I'm like, I could, and I'm literally like playing the game, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's happening. What are these skills work? What are these things? Is this a MOBA? Is this just a? Is this a team shooter? Was was I supposed to collect these things? Oh, we won. I don't know what I did to win, but I hey, I guess we won. Hey, and that was it for me. I was like, never again. So, but I do like the I do like the look of it though. And also, it also has some, and it also has some like flavor of, um, the cycle. If you've ever seen and played the cycle, where it's like. It's like PvP, but then it also has like object objectives that you have to do outside of the game. Where it's like, okay, you you have some PV you have some PVE stuff, but then you also have to like go up against other people who are doing other things to get other things in a way. So so yeah, that's um so that's something. Uh it's free to play. And it's on Steam. Well, that's that's good because with Amazon, I was expecting they would. I, I was expecting them to go the whole like, oh, you can only play the, You can only play this on our launcher, this launcher, and that launcher only has like me like two things on it. So the fact that they uploaded it to Steam. Oh, oh, okay. So it's a PlayStation demo disc, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> this is that Tony, that that old school classic. Not the remake of Tony Hawk Pro Skater that you were just like, 
it got the one level with like the half pipe on one side and then the industrial stuff on the ceiling on the other when you say demos with two things that's what it makes me think about yeah because i'm like i'm so can i say i'm so glad that they didn't like like make people download another launcher to play to play a game or play it on a service that maybe maybe people might like or so I am glad that they decided to go the whole like hey we're just gonna put we're just gonna put it on Steam not like Rockstar where it's like oh we're gonna put all our games on a launcher that doesn't really matter and I, it doesn't matter if you have it on Epic it doesn't matter if you have it on Steam you're gonna have you're gonna have Rockstar launcher so be prepared for that and I'm like I don't want to do that <laughs> like nobody would. Like I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. There's better inter- there's better integration than this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. So, so yeah, I uh, I I you know it looks it looks good. It looks it looks good. Again, free to play. I'll probably give I'll probably give it a shot. If anybody else in the community wants to go check it out, that will that will be good. And since and uh and since may and since major has i think major has stepped out from stepped out for a moment uh okay. so i think where okay hold on for a moment let me okay. let, let us check our news mm-hmm. and, and see what lies beyond because mm-hmm. i could Cause I could, cause I could definitely, I could definitely, I could definitely go a, a a quick little, a quick little rant about Bethesda and non-Bethesda games. <laughs> oh wait, do do we? I mean, we got time. We got time. Wait, what you yeah. got over there? Uh, basically, one thing, one thing I'm like always like frustrated is that Bethesda games are like con- continuously broken, like. Like I mean, broken down to the code, and then because see, when you really think about Bethesda, you really have to think about Bethesda games and non-Bethesda games. These are games that are usually id, id created or people that run under the umbrella of Bethesda, you know. And Bethesda and Bethesda games are chronically broken. There, some of them are good, but then it's like. Like it's, non- so it's a regular meme. Right. Every how broke is this? It's, it's like how broke is this? This Bethesda, like, like, like elders. All the Elder Scroll games are broken. Uh, and then you got Fallout's are broken, and like notoriously broken. And then you have all the like non Bethesda games, like the Doom, the Wolfenstein, the Rage. All those games are good. The I think when it was like Obsidian, it wasn't Obsidian. I don't think Obsidian was under Bethesda. But even though Obsidian did a Fallout, and that was good, I think it was New Vegas. And so all the non-Bethesda games are good, but then somehow it's like everybody is worried that Bethesda will try to Bethesda-tize them. To the point where like okay, we, let's, let's so that's how we got like Doom Eternal with the nouveau in it, and then it's like oh hell no, we don't want that. This game is perfect. We don't want that. Get that out of there. And then they're like okay, let's get that out of there. So it's almost like 
Bethesda has to keep Bethesdaing themselves, out, keep themselves out of the Kool-Aid, keep themselves out of the kitchen, because when they make something, it's hot garbage. So it's like, you stay over there and not make anything, and then let us make let us make this game and make you money. It's like, it's like, like you have that one family member, and everybody has one, and they are varied, but they're just like, that one person who's really good at having parties, but is and is good at making some drinks, but is really bad at cooking food, but always insists on trying to cook something. It's like, no, we'll bring food. We don't need you to do it. Don't Just, touch the. Don't look at a stove. Don't look at a fire. Get some. Go buy some soda and some Doritos and some margarita mix. You don't need to do anything in here. Right. Yeah. They have a. They have an amazing deck. They have amazing back deck. They have a fire pit. They got a swimming pool. They got a beautiful gazebo, but they can't cook worth a damn, and and be trying to make and be trying to make some stuff. And I'll be like, no, just let us get some Zaxby's catering, and then let us do what we gotta do, and we'll, and we're just gonna sit in your gazebo and we're gonna have a good time. <laughs> so, but please don't try to make nothing. Please, please don't. Just you know, yeah. Just you say, bring the mark. We'll, you know, keep the margarita mix. We we'll we'll be all right. We'll bring some tequila. It's cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and that and that's what I feel like. That's what Bethesda does. And then non and like I say, because Rage Two was good, uh, Wolfenstein was good. Not the Young Blood. I mean, Young Blood was okay. But you know, the the new Wolfenstein was good, and the Dooms were great. So just let them make their games. Leave them alone. You make your little broken behind games. We got El you got Fallout 76. That's broken. Try to fix that. Uh, you know, you got a new Elder Scrolls coming out. I don't know whenever. I don't know. The Kingdom Come. I don't know when it's coming out. We'll probably see, we'll probably see Jesus first before we see that new Elder Scrolls game. But that is what it is. Um, but right now, um, you know, just let these non-Bethesda Bethesda companies do whatever they got to do. And and, and and keep your fingers out and keep your fingers out of it. And that was my little rant. That was my little rant. <laughs> that was my little rant, y'all. Appreciate it. Moving on. G2A admits it sold stolen game keys. <laughs> totally committed to tackling any mm. incidents of fraud. Mm. <laughs> um after years of shrugging off claims it stole. It sold stolen keys. Gray market reseller G2A has admitted to shifting copies, which were illegally obtained. The disclosure comes as part of a backfire plan to prove its innocence, which has also cost the company around $40,000. Oh, you hate to see it. No, I don't. I don't hate to see it. Uh, they've since this update since been released here. Quote, we would be the first to admit that in our formative years as a company, we took too long to recognize that a small number of individuals were abusing our marketplace. Small. However, the criticism we received was the wake-up call we needed, and over the last years, we have been totally committed to tackling any incidents of fraud on our site. Today, we, I guess we are some of the most sophisticated, or we have some of the most sophisticated proprietary anti-fraud AI technology of any online marketplace for digital products. Um, apparently, in this blog title here, um, the GTA said it had 
It had held an internal investigation. The original plan was for it to be independent and found the majority of suspect factorio keys reported to it by Woob Software had been shifted by its own site. By the times of the offer, GTA will now pay Woob Software $39,600. Random coins. So, random, they, random they coins. So confident. So confident these people were. Mm-hmm. Loud and wrong. <laughs> Loud and wrong. You hate to see it. No. And yet you do. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> okay, hold on, Kevin. Why are they loud and wrong, though? Who's loud? Who's wrong? What volume are they on? That's the question. They were, they were, they were, they were 45, they were 45 right there. Oh, who is they? G2A. They, they would pretty much say, like, oh, we don't know nothing. We don't know nothing about this. If people do that, they, we don't know anything about it. If people sell their games, whatever. We, we got these keys legitimately. We, we got these keys legitimate. We 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 got the best keys. We got nobody has ever seen keys like these keys. These are the best keys. We got the best keys out here. You know these keys come from good, Florida. honest, hardworking Americans. Like we couldn't get more legitimate keys. We went to the Florida Keys to get these keys. Exactly. Uh, mhm. These are the best keys. We we the best keys. <laughs> And, and and that's and that's exactly how hey, they would. So that was it. Um, Kevin, uh, we have a word for that in English, right? It's not being loud and wrong. That's lying. Like we have, like there there exists in the dictionary this whole word for saying things that are blatantly untrue. Oh yeah. You. Why are you always lying? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I'll be like. Absolutely lying. Big lying. Big huge lying. And that's what I'm saying. When I say lie when I say lied and wrong, is it's mostly like not only are we like I say, we're lying, but we're loud about it. And we'll prove and we will, to you. We 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 were like, let's let's let me show you we cause we got cause we got the receipts that we are not Make your date. This is the actual receipt. We got we got the receipts. Oh wait! Look at these receipts. And they looked at the receipts and they were like, "Oh, we, oh, these are, oh, these are all funds." Like they just out here. Oh we, oh wait, hold up. It was, it was how much? Forty, forty thousand. Oh, oh, and 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 these were stolen. They were stolen credit card numbers. Oh, these were the keys they were looking for. These what? were the keys. You, you mean these? These are factorial. Oh, these, these, these. No, keys? like people, like no, like. <laughs> he didn't cover up the mic. <laughs> these, these keys. These, these were the keys. <laughs> this right here. This. You, you mean you know, this right here? This, this what they were looking for? This whole time. You mean you? you uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Let, hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick, real quick. You mean to tell? Look, man, look, we, we, look, okay, you know what? We found them. Look, look, uh, Factorio. So it comes to our attention that some of the keys that we have acquired may in fact. 
Yeah, I, about that. Don't. I, sorry. Well, see, what had happened was we thought. <laughs> uh, see, I see. I thought since we 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 contacted my guy and um, we thought they would. He said it was real. Look, when he and... said it came off the back of a truck, we thought it pulled up properly. I mean, you know, no. you can only take things out of the back of a truck. We didn't know that he stole them. But, we didn't know he didn't mean literally off the back of a truck. We just thought and, and, just the papers that came off of a back. And we of a truck and we had and we gave him a stern talking to stern. And we wagged our finger a lot. A lot. It, it and, hurts. It hurts. It now. hurts. I mean, we we almost just we almost like I had to take some a aspirin, yeah. but you know it's gonna be all right. But that's how much we were swagging it at him. Almost had to see a doctor. Just my wrist even yeah. hurts. I put wrist motion in it. We almost got tendonitis in our finger wagging it at him. So it's crazy. You know, but but we're victims too. We victims too. We saw. We you know we 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 just as we just as we just as shocked as you are. I we, know. Yeah, just we just huh huh do do something with that do, do, huh, take 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 this just toss it I don't know dude get rid of it let's see, let's see. man it's just it's 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 been a tough time for us I'm so sorry um mm -hmm. thank, sorry Victoria mm -hmm. this has been our live reenactment of G two A and yeah <laughs> um I'm really I'm I'm really wondering what all these streaming partners of GTA what, like what their thoughts are on this because I wonder if they knew or were they just just ignorant like, no no they got no, the, the keys are the quick the, the, the best keys I got my fact I got my factorial key from them they probably switched over the green man with <laughs> with the keys is real I'm sorry I'm going over to humble with the humble bundle I'm going to humble we become a humble partner. Thank you. Uh huh. Just flip, flip it, over, flip it over from GTA to Humble Bundle. <laughs> See, it's for charity. Uh huh. Charity. Oh boy. <laughs> People tried it. They literally oh. tried it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. There was no streaming news this week. No. So moving over to updates, we've got two updates out this week. Of course. Um, Apple Watch update. Um, uh oh, that that's the thing. Update your Apple Watch. We'll do that. Does it really bring? Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was it was another update. Well, they they've got new Pride Face watches that are in there, but I think outside of that, nothing really else is new. Unless you live in Saudi Arabia, now you have the regular heartbeat or heart rhythm notifications. Um. We had nothing new there, but the more important one is iOS and iPadOS 13.5. This has the exposure notification API and the face ID enhancements. Um, and it, like I mentioned to people before, like I've tested it. I had to go into the office um, Monday and I was taking selfies with my, I was taking, taking nice little selfies, you know, posted a gram, say, Hey, look at me, quarantine content. Hey, how you doing? Um, but yeah, in order to post it on social media, on, on social media, you have to unlock the phone. So essentially what this um, new face ID enhancement does is if you're wearing a mask, it will not waste time 
trying to scan your face. It'll just notice you're wearing a mask and it'll bring you right to your passcode screen. Um, saving you 10 seconds, maybe. But, um, I mean, it's something, I guess. But yeah, the more important thing is that it does have the um, contact tracing um, notification APIs in there. Um, so your local government officials can or developers can start implementing it into the apps. Um, I don't know if there's any third party apps that are going to use this, but um, yeah. Also, just update your phone. So you just don't that. get hacked. Just just do that. Update your phone. Um, and now we move on to a new new segment. One that isn't designed specifically to, you know, throw sin under the bus. It's actually one. Why that, are we throwing me under the bus? Uh, this is actually one that he requested that I sternly just did not do until Epic decided they wanted to break the internet yesterday. I mean, last week. Okay. Um, so he suggested we put a deals section in the um show. So I have obliged after five weeks and have finally done it. Um, so this week's deal, if you missed on GTA five, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you had a week, you had a week. Um, but this week Civ six is free on the Epic game store. Um, yeah. If you like Civ, sure. Go for it. I I would say I I, I love Civ after me too. After starting to play Civ five about a few weeks ago. Um, I was really excited. So, oh, great. Now I get Civ 6 for free because that thing is like, it's not expensive, but it's not what I want to spend my money on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they gave it away for free and it apparently has some DLC content that came with it. I think a new DLC launched this week or actually alongside this up, um, this free um, giveaway or whatever. Yeah, there's something called like a, it's something called like a Frontier Pass. And it's like forty dollars, and basically what it is yep. is like extra deal. Yeah, it's like extra DLC, and it includes like it it, it includes like separate civilizations and different modes of different game modes that are like you know that are I guess it would say tied in with the past, and then every couple of like i think every couple of like i think either every month or so up until like i think end of the year it'll like complete and then you can have more so you can have like more civilizations more game modes more whatever and um i think the new one is like the mayans and uh grand columbia which is simone boulevard and i'm like i'm kind of interested because i have been uh, in my quarantine in my quarantine days, I've been uh, looking at a lot of histor- historical YouTube documentaries, and Simon Boulevard was one of them. So I was like, "Hey, it's good to see." Um, yeah. So that being said, y'all make sure you get if since I finally got him to do it, y'all need to go ahead and make sure you do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, go, yeah go. Try it out. Yeah, try it out because civ- civilization games. A free Civ game? Those games, like, those games have so much value in oh, them. Oh, yeah. Like, just playing the the the, the packed-in, like, um, the the base stuff. Like, the base stuff is good. And then 
you can get like you can pay like four i think it's like you can pay like right now it's on sale you can get the what it's called the quote-unquote update and it gives you like both all the dlc up to that point before the pass and then it'll give you like rising storms and rise and fall and that had and that adds even more civ civilizations and game modes and and uh features to it so not a bad little thing Epic's doing. I see what y'all doing, Epic. I see y'all. Now let I'm, people get a taste. Now I'm gonna put this out here. Um, I was watching somebody, um, someone who likes to play uh, Civ games on um, Giant Bomb. He had uh -huh. mentioned that everybody's favorite Civ game is always going to be their first. Mm -hmm. Now I can't speak for Civs one through four because I came in on five. Mm -hmm. I played six today. Mm-hmm. And I just want to go back to five. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't like it's not that I don't like Civ Six. It's just that it does not have the buttons in the places where I want them. And it looks mm -hmm. like they moved some features or just removed mm -hmm. they either moved or removed them. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't been able to find them. I've only played like like an hour or two today. But things aren't where I left them. So I was like, I yeah. don't want to deal with this also the art style for this game is really weird yeah like it's, gandhi it's, looks like a, a troll now and it's like what what are we what are we doing here like gandhi does not look like i, I want to go back to the to civs files gandhi he actually looked like gandhi i knew who that was right. i don't know who this little munchkin in a bathrobe i mean in a, in a fucking towel is yeah um and they took away, um, Civ 6 took away what's called production cues. And production cues is like, in 5, we're like, okay, I'm going to basically set up the, I'm going to set up everything a city can do and just basically like set it and forget it. So I'm going to go like, okay, Granary, Temple, Granary, Temple, um, I don't know, Ballista, you know, thing, and whatever they need. And then I go off and do some other things and I can do micromanage. Civ 6 took that away. Mm. But if you... And then you basically have to do more micromanaging, which sucks, until I went... Until I played on Steam and I had to go get a mod to put production cues back in. And so what it just does is just says like, oh, it just saves you a couple of clicks. And the fact that they took that out and production view... And I've been playing since 4... And they never did that before. And I'm like leading to say like, why did you think that this was a good time to take out a very good, I mean, for those who never played it before, maybe wouldn't, wouldn't realize it. But for hardcore Civ people like me, that's kind of a dumb move. And that could definitely make people not want to play your game. And that's what made me pretty much just say, I'm going to take five, seven, six out. And I'm gonna put five back in, mm -hmm. and I'm, that's gonna be my game that I'm gonna be playing because yeah. it has because it has the features that I like in it, and I pretty much own and I pretty much own all the uh, all the expansion packs. And if I don't, I'm probably gonna get all the expansion. I'm probably gonna like complete all my five thing, whatever. Right. But if you've never played a Civ game, if you've not played a Civ game, never played a Civ game at all, jump on Civ Six. I mean, yeah, I mean it's free. Good, I mean, it's free. You can try it out. It's free. But yeah, yep. Civ Six free, Epic Game Sword, of course. Yes. Just like with all games they're giving away on Epic Game Store nowadays, 
Mm-hmm. Should we remind them what they need to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, two factor. All of the things. The law. It's well, the law. Maybe not the law, but that that's the only way you can get it the be. game. It, it should it be. should be the law. No, because be if you law. if you if you put in two factor off, then you know the police officer can't get into your phone unless they have a second factor and they don't like that. So mm-hmm. it will never be the law. Not, not here, the law, not, bitch. not here at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Internet law. <laughs> internet law. <laughs> can we get, can we get like internet police? No, we, actually, we don't need more police. Nah, we don't need internet police. Let's roll that back. Mm-hmm. Anywho, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for sticking it through to the end. This has been yet another amazing episode of Tech Talk Thursdays. Again, we're still doing it. Point it up there. St. Jude's. Um, the command here. That's not it. Thank you. Look. look Sin's I got. It. I see. I got you though. Sin is What's on up? it. Yo, GB kid with that tier one sub. Yo. GB kid. That's great. Um. Okay. Yeah, I need to add that one. No, don't don't put me out like that. Um. Of course, yes. You can hit up the forums <laughs> at forums.thecookout.org. Of course. Um. I'd be missing if I didn't mention that we have relaunched the cookout website. Thecookout.org is back up and running. It's got a fresh coat of paint. It looks so amazing. Shouts out to Telia again for doing the work. And of course, make sure I get this right here. I'm turn turn it. Wait. See, trying to do things on a camera is really hard. You look at one way and it goes another. Well, that's right. You can get. Beanies, just like this. You get hats, t-shirts, bags, stickers. Actually, let me just pull it up. Let me pull up the website. You know, shop, if I can type right, shop.thecookout.org. You can get mugs, get shirts, backpacks, um, hats. You know, you got the flat bill cap, the visor, aprons. Of course, of course like, it would not be the cookout. If you couldn't get an apron. Yeah, when, I, when this when this when this uh when this when this Rona subsides and I get back into my grill into my grill daddy ways again, I'm gonna have me I'm gonna have my cookout. My I'm be I'm gonna have my cookout apron at the cookout for the cookout. Yeah, I might yeah, I might have to cop me one. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. of course as I've stated before, um Credit cards are working just fine. We're still working on the PayPal stuff. Um, also, another security tip: since this is Tech Talk Thursdays, um, if you do not want to put your if you do not want to put credit card information into a website, I do recommend that you go to a site called privacy.com. If you know you're typing in right, there's no p in there in, in com. Um, it's privacy.com. What it will allow you to do is it'll give you dummy credit cards to use in place of your actual credit card. And you can set limits on these cards. So that way, you know, if your card does get stolen, if it does end up in a huge data leak, as we covered at the, at the top of the show, they'll get the dummy card. And if they try to spend money on that card, there's no money on it. Ain't nothing you can, ain't nothing they can do. Your money's protected all the time. 
and again, you're never giving out your real credit card number. Um, I can test. I can test. I can be a testament that this works because this is what I used to order my hats. Because even though it is the cookout, I'm still not putting my credit card in anything after I've had my number stolen. So, right. um, do recommend yeah privacy.com if you do have to use your credit cards. If not, you've got service like PayPal, Apple Pay, Google Pay, all this stuff to kind of be that intermediary for your um, financial transactions on the internet. Gentlemen, it's time to say so long. Who? Where, where, where are we going? Where are we going today? What, what do we got? What options do we have? Ooh, Pleasantly Twisted is currently live watching or playing The Darkest Dungeon. She's she actually sure our, is. She's actually our charity lead for the cookout and has been instrumental in rolling out our St. Jude's Play Live event for this year. So, shouts out to her again. Shout out to all the events out here doing doing work putting in that work getting things done for the community thank you all so much thank you community thank you all audience for sticking through to the end of course you guys could have been anywhere in the world watching any stream in the world you could have been reading the tech news yourself but we know you're lazy and you love it we reread it to you and for that we appreciate you coming through of course on behalf of KKS Gaming on behalf of uh, Cineac it's your boy, Mark Summers, Major Linux, saying peace out. Wakanda forever. <laughs>